Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball Daily, the podcast. We talk about baseball 365 days a year, unless it's a leap year, and then we're going to do another one. I've been doing this every single day since October 24th, 2012. It is now the 29th day of September 2016, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just a line drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinal. What the hell just happened? Seriously, what the hell just happened? I have absolutely no way to explain the contradiction of emotions that happened tonight. Look, in the end, how a team gets into the postseason, clinching postseason and clinching a division... It doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. I mean, you're really hard-pressed to remember how teams won individual divisions over the years. There have been so many of them won, and some of them have been won because on an off day, uh, another team lost. I mean, there's all sorts of... You know, it, it's not the always the decisive moment uh, of what happened on the field. Sometimes it is something terrific. You know, what happened with the L.A. Dodgers just the other day, the walk-off home run by Charlie Culberson. Great moment. I remember the first division title that I watched the Red Sox win was in 1986, and oil can Boyd, who had had a solid but tumultuous season with the Red Sox, threw a complete game victory, and the Red Sox had won the division. Yeah, sometimes it's something cut and dry like that. Sometimes it's... Uh, a regular win, and people shake their hands on the field, okay? Most of the time, it's something like that. Then there's the anticlimactic. The Red Sox were playing the Yankees. It was no score. The Red Sox went on a weird rally, took the 3 nothing lead, handed the ball to Kimbrell, and I'm driving. I'm listening to it in the car. I'm driving. I'm running an errand. I have to run an errand tonight. And I'm listening to it, and I know that the Blue Jays are losing to Baltimore. That in the ninth inning, the uh, the Orioles rallied to take the lead against the Toronto Blue Jays. And, we, and the reason why that's significant is that the magic number is down to one, which means either a Red Sox victory or a Toronto loss would clinch the division. Now, because I'm someone who, while I just said no one really cares, I like the visual of winning. We've clinched. Now there's a celebration. That's nice. Now, Hyun Soo Kim hit a home run. By the way, I posted on my Twitter page the call from the Korean broadcasters of his go-ahead home run in the ninth inning, and it's pretty terrific. So I knew that the Orioles had the lead in the ninth inning. And I thought, I'd want the Red Sox to win by the victory and not because the Blue Jays lost. Just because they would be nice. And there was also a little bit of a schadenfreude going like, yeah, and it'll eliminate the Yankees too. But you know what? It doesn't really, that, Who cares? In the end, who cares? It's just the, the, the important thing being the Red Sox get to the, the postseason, get to the, the 
the American League East. And I'm listening to the WEI, and Joe Castiglione just says, well, it's official, the Red Sox are the American League East champs. The Orioles defeated the Blue Jays. I remember thinking, well, that's a bit of a letdown. That's a bit of a kick to the groin. That, that's how. That's how you. That's the moment we've been waiting all year for, and you know that's not exactly going to be my ringtone. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, and you see the clip on MLB. The John Henry, the owners, just sort of they check their phone. They say, yeah, the game's final, and they shake hands and they hug. There you go. Not exactly a giant pile on the mound, is it? But I'm thinking, okay, so this innings house money. The Red Sox are up three nothing, and. Kimbrel's going to get a 1-2-3, and, uh, oh, Kimbrel let up a base run. Oh, Kimbrel up another bit. Oh, Kimbrel, Kimbrel, Kimbrel! Now, remember, the big pitching acquisitions were David Price and Craig Kimbrel. And for a big chunk of the year, they drove us all bananas. Price was not pitching like an ace, and Craig Kimbrel was not, was blowing some games. And then they started playing better, and, and Kimbrell was hurt, and he came back and started pitching better, and Price started pitching like an ace again. Well, then, Price had his crap day the other day, and Kimbrell loaded the bases with nobody out, and poor Joe Kelly had to come out and, and you know, mop up there. And he got the two outs, but all the while I'm thinking, all right, just, just end this inning. And I sent out, I had parked my car at one point. I'm sitting outside where I'm supposed to do the errand, sitting in my car listening to the end of this game. And I actually tweeted out, Joe, just let up the walk-off Grand Slam so we can start the celebration. And what did he do? He let up a walk two-out, walk-off Grand Slam to Mark Teixeira. And with that, the Yankees go on a, you know, the, the Yankees are technically still alive. And they have a walk-off Grand Slam, and Mark Teixeira gets his last big-time highlight as a member of the Yankees, and Yankee fans like like Stacy Gatsoulias get to rub it in our face, saying you didn't get to celebrate on the field. So the Red Sox walk off the field, head down, where there's a bunch of champagne waiting for them. And lo and behold, that's uh, that's how this season was clinched. And there's nothing not weird about that. There is nothing not bonkers about that. There's nothing not stupid about that. There's nothing not anticlimactic. Now, yes, they're the American League East champs. This should be the highlight of the regular season. And as I've said to several people, I probably said it on the podcast, uh, there's an element of house money with this. They were in last place in 2012, Won the World Series in 2013. Last place in 2014. Last place in 2015. They come all the way back. AL East champs this year. And there's still a weird sort of, okay, I yay, I think. Yay? Was that, is this, uh, this going to be one of those moments we all remember? Probably not for the reason we want to, but okay. Yay. They... Got the, uh, they got the, uh, uh, division. There you go. Now, what I'll say is this. 
I, I do stand by that winning the division is huge, and they should celebrate. Absolutely, they should celebrate. And I'll tell you another thing. We Red Sox fans should all get together and send a gigantic fruit basket to the Baltimore Orioles because just stop and think about this for a second. Stop and think about this. Imagine Red Sox are going to have Henry Owens pitch tomorrow against Sabathia. Imagine if the Red Sox lost that game and they would start a three-game weekend series that if the Blue Jays swept them, that it would have been a one-game playoff to win the AL East, and the loser of that has to go play the one-game wild card. That would have been an absolute 2011-esque catastrophe, and it would have been in the back of all of our heads. Now, do you what we have to do? We have to say, all right, well, Division Series starts next week. Boom. That means tomorrow's game, Friday's game, Saturday's game, Sunday's game, for the Red Sox, means exactly piddly-poo. It means nothing. It means absolutely zero. They means they're just going to play out the string. And they can relax. And all of us Red Sox fans can relax. Because they are the ALE's champs. It was ugly. It was an ugly Day at the ballpark, but in the end, it didn't matter. In the end, look at the minute it was clinched, it didn't matter. Go celebrate. It wasn't a celebration for the one game, it was a celebration of what was achieved this year. They're a 92 win team, and there's not a person here who would not have gone into the season and say, hey, look at, they're going to win 92 games in the American League East. And they'll probably win, what, they play, what, four more games? If they go 2-2, two and two, they're a 94-win team. They're, they're going to win at least one more game. The furthest back this team was, was on June 29th, they were five and a half games out. Remember that? On June 29th, five and a half games out of first place. They were in third place for a little bit in July. They were in third place a little bit in August. They were in third place as recently as August 15th. And they were in second place as recently as September 5th. And here they, here they stand, the American League East champs. And with the knowledge that they can rest people, with the knowledge that they can go and they can line things up the way they want it to be, all the positive things that can happen when you clinch with about, well, not about four or five games left to play. And by not being the wild card team, yeah, you could argue that Toronto may be the better team right now for whatever reason, but the fact of the matter is this. They are going to have to be, they're going to have to burn one of their pitchers and be fall victim to the anything-can-happen-in-one-game scenario. And the Red Sox don't have to deal with that. They've earned that. They earned the celebration tonight. They are the ALE's champs. And with the way the American League is set up, I've been saying that if there is a favorite, I personally think it's Texas. Uh and I, I stand by that. I think the Texas Rangers are probably going to win the American League pennant. 
but they're not overwhelming favorites. And in any moment, a team could beat them in a short series. So the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Blue Jays, the Indians, the Rangers, and yes, the uh, Detroit Tigers as well, all have as good a chance as anyone to win the American League pennant and go to the World Series. So celebrate that. Now, one thing I was thinking about, I was thinking about this as I was driving around. That after they clinched, and I was like, oh, God, that kind of sucked as a clinching, but, you know, at least, at least they clinched. I mean, that's a positive. You talk about being a spoiled fan. You know, I was complaining, oh, they didn't clinch the way I wanted them to clinch. They clinched. Now unclench and enjoy life. But something occurred to me that what we witnessed tonight began with the collapse in 2011. That this is the culmination of a rebuilding effort that began in when 2011 ended and it was the end of Francona and they brought in Bobby Valentine and they tried to go for it in 2012 and it was a disaster. It was the worst Red Sox team uh, in, of the modern time. And what happened was starting with the trade to Los Angeles when they traded Adrian Gonzalez, Carl Crawford, Josh Beckett, Nick Punto, for a bunch of players who never really amounted to much in a Red Sox uniform and financial freedom. They got out of some of the big contracts. With that came the rebuilding. The Red Sox began a rebuilding process that came to fruition tonight. Now, the reason why it's difficult to think of it as a rebuilding process is the next year they won the World Series. But as I said when I was a guest on a podcast, uh, I think it was last year, the thing that Red Sox fans had to remember, that 2013, as strange as it may sound, was a rebuilding year. It was step one. Actually, no, it was step two. Step one was, look, at, let's just get rid of all the big, huge, honking contracts we can get rid of. Let's just purge them. Let's get rid of all of them. Let's push them off the proverbial table. Okay? Next, what do we do then? With all the stuff cleared out, then we try to rebuild from the farm system, try to build from the ground up. But to fill in on the major league level, let's put in a bunch of short-term contracts, you know, stable veterans, not great players, but all right, we're going to have a major league, we're going to stick major leaguers at various positions, and those players will be there to hold the spot while we develop some of these other players. And that's what they did. Now, the players they got to hold the spot turned out to be Johnny Gums, turned out to be uh, Shane Victorino, turned out to be Mike Napoli, turned out to be Stephen Drew, turned out to be Koji Uehara. They all turned out to be players who contributed to the Red Sox winning the World Series in 2013. Everyone I just mentioned did something big, including Stephen Drew's defense and hitting the home run in the clinching game, the big, huge hits, that the, the grand slam and the bases clearing um, 
Got a three-run double by Shane Victorino in the World Series. Mike Napoli got big hits. They brought back David Ross, who, who contributed. Uh, obviously, Johnny Gomes hit the big home run in the World Series. was a big producer all year long. It was the players who were part of that rebuilding were plugged in. Basically, you guys hold the fort while we build from within. And there were still some veterans, you know, who were left over from the 2007 championship. Only Big Poppy remained from 2004. And you got contributions from Lester, from Ellsbury, from Pedroia, from Buckholtz, who were all left over from 2007. And with this team, but what they all contributed, they won a championship. So while it's hard to think of that as a rebuilding year, that's exactly what it was. Their job, hold the fort. And boy, did they hold the fort. Gave us a surprise world championship. But it was still a rebuilding year. And their rebuilding continued in 2014 and 2015 when they began the process of weaning the team off of those veterans and moving away Victorino, moving away Napoli, moving away Johnny Gums, moving away John Lackey, and pushing some of these players off of the plate and turning more and more of the reins over to some of the young players. It's at first, Jackie Bradley Jr. stubbed his toe, but then he wound up, it's the end of last year, coming in onto his own. You saw Xander Bogarts had some growing pains, but then he became an all-star caliber shortstop. You saw that there were some issues with uh, Mookie Betts. What the hell position is he going to play? Turns out he turns out to be a fine right fielder. Sandy Leon, with all the catchers who kept coming up, Swihart, Christian Vasquez, it turned out to be Leon who held on to it. And so you started to see a team emerge from the rebuilding. You started to see a team that took the rebuilding process and now is a playoff team. This is the fruition of the rebuilding that began with the Adrian Gonzalez trade that happened to have a World Series thrown in. A World Series that the Red Sox intelligently realized was basically a one-hit wonder. Yes, there were players from that team who still remained there. Xander was on the team. And, you know, Jackie Bradley Jr. was on the team. He He was not on the playoff roster. And you still have some of the veterans who are still... You know, you still have Pedroid, you still have Big Poppy. We know Big Poppy's saying goodbye at this point. But this is, when people look at a rebuilding process, when you look at how a high-profile team can rebuild, this is it. This is a different feel of a team than, say, what happened in, in 2013 or even 2004 for that matter, as each one of those teams were filled with veterans who were no, not going to be there for the long term. This is a different feel, as if this is not going to be the only trip to the postseason for this group. Now what I'm hoping is, is there's going to be some more celebrations along the way, and that if they move on to the ALCS, they move on to the World Series, or maybe there's another duck boat parade, then people really won't remember whether or not the division was clinched 
by a walk-off, with the walk-off home run by Mark Teixeira. No one's going to remember that. And if the Red Sox keep winning, then no one's going to remember the game even more. And I started to think about something. And yes, Susan Waldman did bring this up in the broadcast for the, uh, for the Yankees. But maybe, just maybe, if the Yankees take a good long look at what the Red Sox just did by rebuilding and putting together this kind of a team, maybe the Yankees, with their Sanchez's and the Judges and all the young players are coming up there, will rebuild in a similar way. And maybe, folks, the Red Sox and the Yankees will have a new rivalry with a lot of new young blood. With Ortiz retiring, nobody will be left from 2004. And very few people are going to be left from the 2009 championship that the Yankees last won. Maybe it'll be a new rivalry with new things and new players and new events happening. Teixeira's going to be gone, so he had his final farewell. But, alas, the Red Sox rebuilt first. They rebuilt faster. They tore the team to the ground, built it back up, fell down a couple more times in the rebuilding process, and are now the American League East champions. And look at it, just went final. Surprise, the Giants couldn't hit. They lost to the Rockies 2-0. So... The Red Sox, the ALEs champs, all of the division champs are lined up. The wild card is still completely up in the air. And I am going to do a podcast every single day. So go to sullybaseball.com. Go to mlbreports.com to see the up-to-date listings of who owns baseball. You can like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. The music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Celebrating in a weird way my team's division title. This has been the Solid Baseball Daily Podcast for the 29th day of September 2016. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. I still don't know what the hell just happened, but you can call me Sully.